Chapter 22 They marched us down a hallway. Rachel, still in her huge elephant body, filled the hallway like our ant bodies had filled the tunnels in the sand. Tobias rode on my shoulder, unable to fly in the cramped space. The place we ended up was just like the bare, black steel prison we'd been held in on the blade ship. But this time, no window appeared. There was dim light that seemed to radiate from the ceiling, but nothing else at all. I slumped down in a corner. What's our time look like, Axe? Jake asked. You have only 30% of your time left. 36 minutes, Jake translated. 36 minutes, and I'll spend the rest of my life as an elephant, Rachel said. Not that the rest of my life is likely to be much time. For a while, everyone talked about various plans for escape. It was all just talk. We knew we were trapped. We knew it was over. We were aboard the Yerk mothership. It was huge. If we had a week to learn our way around, we'd still have been lost in its maze. There were hundreds, probably thousands, of armed Yerks, hork taxons, and a few other shapes we'd never seen before. And, of course, humans. Like my mother. My mother. Visser One. Most powerful of the Vissers. When had it happened? Had the Yerks taken her much earlier? Had she already been a controller for those last years when she was with us? When she had come to my bedroom to say goodnight, had that been a Yerk slug, just playing a part like an actor? When I had tried to fake sick to get out of school, had it been a Yerk who saw through my story and kidded and joked me into admitting it? Was it a Yerk handing out the presents on Christmas morning? A Yerk singing in the church choir? A Yerk pulling the puppet strings of my mother's body? when she dragged me through J.C. Penney's and made me buy school clothes I didn't really like? Was it a yerk I used to find making out with my dad like a teenager when they didn't think I saw them? All of it an act? All of it fake? For how many years? How much of what I thought was my mother had been one of them? One thing was sure. Her death had been faked. The so-called drowning accident. Nobody recovered. But the body had been recovered, hadn't it? The Yerk's mission had been accomplished. The invasion of Earth had been started. Visser 1 was leaving Earth in the hands of Visser 3. And so she had to disappear and not leave anyone asking questions. There has to be something we can do, Rachel was saying. Axe said, My people have a saying. Grace is the acceptance of the inevitable. Yeah, I said suddenly. Well, I don't accept. That's what they want. They want the entire human race to lie down and accept the inevitable. Jake turned his big, yellow tiger eyes on me. I saw Tobias's eternally fierce glare. I stood up. I have a saying for you. I got it from a fortune cookie. Fall down seven times, get up eight. You know what that means? That means you don't ever just lie there. You always get up. You always come back for more. You never surrender. Maybe you die, but you never surrender. They were all looking at me now, through the eyes of a wolf and a hawk and the big, sad eyes of an elephant. Ants, I said. We can morph to ants again. Cassie was shocked. You're saying that? You? I thought you hated those ant morphs as much as I did. I did, but it may work. We morph to ants. Maybe there's a crack here somewhere. We escape into the walls and the machines. We can hide, 
then morph into something more dangerous, attack, and then disappear again. Maybe even find a way to destroy the Kondrona. That's nuts, Rachel said. I like it. At least we can hurt them a little before they catch up with us, Jake agreed cautiously. Except for Tobias. You have to do what's right for the group, Tobias said. I'll have to take my chances. I'd feel better knowing you guys were still out there somewhere, making trouble for the Yerks. It may work, Axe said. The Yerks are not very familiar with morphing, except for Visser 3. They may not expect an insect morph. All right then, Jake said. Let's... The door opened. It simply appeared silently in the wall. Standing there were three hork They were wearing gold uniforms. Lying on the floor were four other hork They were each uniformed in red. They were either dead or unconscious. Don't move, Jake snapped as he saw Rachel and me tensing up for a charge. The lead hork a huge creature maybe eight feet tall with head blades that were more than a foot long, eyed us. He spoke. It was surprising, because he did not speak the usual strange mishmash of languages the hork used. This one sounded like he'd been educated at Harvard. This hallway goes on in that direction for a hundred feet. He pointed to his left. Then comes a guard station, where there will be two hork and a taxon. From there, four hallways. Take the one furthest to your left. Follow it to a drop shaft. Take the drop shaft down fifteen decks. Directly ahead, you will see escape pods. He looked at Rachel. You are too large in that morph to fit in the escape pod. You will need to demorph when you get there. The pod is programmed to return you to the planet, in the same area where you were seized. The pod will then self-destruct. Do you understand? We all just stared. It's a trap, Tobias said. No, we're already trapped. They could kill us any time, I said. Marco's right, Jake said. Why let us escape if they want to kill us? This is one of Visser 1's soldiers, Axe pointed out. It would be very embarrassing for Visser 3 if his prisoners should escape, no? Politics, Cassie said with a laugh. It's about politics. Visser 1 is making Visser 3 look bad. If we escape, it will be blamed on Visser 3. You will have to deal with any of Visser 3's troops to encounter between here and the escape pod, the gold-clad hork said. Leave. Now. Axe? Jake asked. Only 15% of your morph time is left. That's about 18 minutes. Let's do it. Visser 1's troops turned and marched away. I'll go in front, Rachel said. Okay, and let's move, Jake said. Rachel squeezed her massive tonnage into the hallway. All right. Now let's see who wants to try and stop me.